What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another show of dropping another episode, another show, Tim. I'm drunk. Another episode of dropping the gloves. Thank you for joining us, Tim. We got we got a good one. We got a good one. I say that a lot. A lot of times I don't mean it. I'm just blowing smoke up the the guy's behind because I want him to like me. I'm, I'm a people person. This one I really, I really mean it. This guy came in last year. What did I say, Tim? All these rookies. I said this kid's going to be good, and I meant it. And it's come true. Seth Jarvis, Carolina Hurricanes, joining the show, fresh off a big loss in, in the Big Apple. How you doing, Seth? <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. This is awesome. Now let's talk about that loss. What is it like to to ruin an eleven game winning streak like that in in Madison Square Garden? Is that fun? <laughs> you know what? No, not not really. We've been uh, like you said. Yeah, we were on an absolute heater there for a bit. We were playing some good hockey last night. We kind of we kind of let it slip a little bit. We didn't we didn't play very well, but uh, we gave ourselves a chance. And Madison Square Garden, there's nowhere nowhere better to play in the league. So for me, that's it's always fun. But yeah, to lose like that in, in the fashion we did it sucks a little bit. But I mean, just another chance to start a new streak. Exactly. Now I I want to talk about this a little bit because I was talking about this last episode. I played for a long time. You're on a good team now. Hurricanes are a good team. I went back and dug into your schedule. You guys haven't lost many games in a row very often. You guys got a lot of vets on your team. What's the mood on the plane like? You lose that game, like you said, you didn't play well. Is there any chatter? Are you guys upset? You jump on the plane. It's a quick flight. Who's talking? What's going on in the room in the plane in the next couple hours? Yeah, I mean, in the room is where it kind of all gets out. We have Roddy, who's probably in my, in my opinion is the best coach in the NHL and, and someone that I think really understands that he played forever. So he knows what to kind of go through and has been through everything. So he does a good job at, at, uh, at getting it out. And I think a lot of guys, we have a bunch of leaders. So a lot of guys have been around for a long time. So they, they do a pretty good job at, at kind of getting it out, getting out of our system pretty early. And then I think usually when we hit the flight, it's pretty, pretty easy going. I mean, you're going to lose, you can't win every game. Obviously you'd like to, but I mean, it's bound to happen. So on the plane, it's it's not it's pretty loose, but it's still like we lost, so no one's gonna yeah. be out there yelling on the plane or anything like that. I mean, getting it out. Does he come in the room and yell at you guys, or does you just talk about what went wrong? Because usually after a game, the coach doesn't say much. Yeah, a little bit of both. I think more just saying what what went wrong. A lot of times, uh, our power play hasn't been great, so that's usually a key emphasis, key point for him. But I mean, like just whatever he saw in the game and usually he's usually right about, about what happened. So just letting him kind of air it out and, and, uh, and letting us know what we need to improve on for next game. Basically. I've never met Rod. What's he like? Cause he's an intimidating guy from afar. <laughs> I played against him when he was a coach. Is he just intense all the time? Because when he stares at you from the bench, it's like, huh, no, thanks. Oh, I, I know. I know. He, he's got an intense stare, but he's probably, one of the best people I've met in hockey. I haven't obviously been around for, for very long, but uh, in my short experience, he's, he's someone that, like you said, he's terrifying when you look at him, even on the bench, like, I like, feel, you can feel like staring at you. And I'm like, oh God, like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't like this, but uh, like off the ice during practice, he's like super, super nice. He's understanding. He wants to teach you. He doesn't really, he doesn't yell at you unless he needs to or feel yeah. he needs to. So he's someone that, especially for a young guy like me coming into the league and uh, and stuff like that, he I couldn't have asked for someone better to to kind of guide me through it and lead me through uh, the ups and downs. Yeah, my first coach was Jock Lemaire, Hall of Famer. Guys won a million Stanley Cups. He was great, but he never he was so old 
he didn't do anything on the ice. He just stood there. Is, is Rod in the drills, like showing you? Because he's still relatively young, right? He keeps himself in good shape. Yeah. So for the most part, yeah. I mean, today he uh, he was, I don't know if he was practicing forechecking or something. He picked off one of the passes, went down on a breakaway. So, I mean, he's still he's still out here buzzing around with us. But he, uh, yeah, he, he loves to get involved. And obviously, he's probably in better shape than anyone on our team. Yeah. Speaking of that, you got Burns on your team. I played with him. Speaking of guys yeah. in shape, we always joked with him that he was just fat and he, he was a fat <laughs> guy fighting it because he does his bet to not gain weight. How's he doing? He was a big pickup this offseason. Obviously, yeah. he's I mean, he's Burns. Norris Trophy, one of the best defensemen ever, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. What? How, how is he doing? Is he getting fat? Is he still <laughs> the jovial guy that I know and love? Oh, yeah. he's He is unbelievable. He's like a 12-year-old. He just yeah. flies, flies around, just does his own thing. He's, he's not like, if you see him before a game, he has this backpack that I'm pretty sure I could fit in. He's got all these hats. Like he's coming to, he's coming to like the plane and like with Jordan's on with his suit and stuff like that. So he's trying to, he's trying to keep up with some of the young guys, but he, he's unbelievable. He's obviously a, a great hockey player, but I mean, the stuff he's just taught some of us already, just with how he takes care of his body, he can't play this long without having to do that. So, I mean, I don't think he's getting fat, but he's, uh, He's definitely enjoying his time. Well, that's the thing with him. And he taught, well, he tried to teach me. I wasn't too receptive of it, but he would make shakes on the plane. He would have his own little Vitamix thing and he would blend like all these herbs and spinach and all that stuff. Have you, does he still do that? A, and have you picked up anything from him? Cause the guy's been around. He's been everywhere. Yeah. I mean, he, I wish I could list off all the stuff he has. It's insane what he brings on the plane, even the home games. He's bringing all this, like, he's got this like little electric machine that shocks his legs or something. <laughs> I, I'm not into all that. I, I like to keep it pretty simple, but I mean, there's definitely some stuff like with his, he's a huge, like uh hot tub or a cold mm-hmm. tub, sorry. And yeah. a sauna guy. So that's something yeah. I've definitely picked up on. It, it makes you feel a lot better. So just a little stuff like that. I'm not going all full Burnsy, but I'm uh, picking and choosing my places. So do you even get sore? You're 20 years old. You're in the NHL. Does it even like, do you ever get home after a game and go, oh man, or no, you're, you just, you've got tons oh. of energy. Well, I'm not exactly, I'm not, I'm not a big guy. I'm not a big guy out there. So I'm getting, I'm getting hit around a lot, but uh, I don't think I'm allowed to be sore. I think I, I just come <laughs> home. I'm just like, ready for the next game and ready to ready to fly around again. But yeah, I mean, it's, I feel like all the adrenaline from the games, even after like, I, I like, I can't wind down. I'm just, I just want to go play again and stuff like that. Especially if you have a bad game, like I just want to go back out there and and play again. So no, not, not really sore. Just, uh, just having fun. (laughs) Has it worn off yet? The whole I'm in the NHL. No, I don't think it ever will. As long as I'm playing against guys that I grew up watching. I think yeah. it'll it'll stick around forever. Maybe when I get a little bit older and those guys start kind of fizzle out of the league, it'll set in a little bit more. But no, it's this is still like I'm playing on a video game right now and I just get to go play against all these guys. Do you ever and it, does it affect you? Because you play in a division in a conference where you're facing facing Ovechkin, Crosby, Kucherov, all these guys all the time. Yeah. Do you ever just look up and go, holy, like uh that's that's that guy do you, do you still catch yourself? Well, usually when I look up and I see Crosby or Vetchkin, that's my sign to get off the ice. So I, yeah, I, right. I just, I look over to Rod and he's like waving he's me like, in yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I, I love, like, I'm a, I'm a big hockey nerd. I think a lot of guys are now coming into the league. So well, I just, I love watching them warm up 
I mean, Crosby more than anything, just oh, he has no all kidding. these rit- rituals and stuff like that. So that's really cool for me. But yeah, like you said, when I look up and see those guys, I'm I'm digging seven hard strides to the bench and I'm jumping over. Please, you're you're very <laughs> humble. I, I I like it. Usually, young kids are just so full of themselves. They're like, I don't watch anybody. You, these guys, who did you look up to? Who do you pattern your game after? Like you said, you're not a big guy. You're skilled. You like to get in the gritty places sometimes. Who do you pattern your game after? If there's anybody. Yeah, I mean, I I like taking a lot from different guys, just different aspects of the game, but the biggest one more recently than anything was Braden Point in Tampa Bay. Just he's another small guy, but the way he plays the game is unbelievable. The way he can affect the play and stuff like that is, is something I I dream of doing Mm -hmm. and hopefully can one day, but he's, yeah, I could pick a hundred pieces of his game that I want to implement to mine and and try to do it. But for right now, I'm slowly, slowly picking him up and watching, watching how he plays. So, so you just recently played your hundredth game in the NHL, which I'm sure flew by for you. But there was the prank, right? The the logo thing with the jersey. What's the story there? When did you realize it? Because it was all over Twitter last week. Yeah. Well, the weird thing is, like everyone, like so, I had to do something for maybe upper deck or somewhere to switch game used jerseys every period. So I switched the first, second, and then for the third period, I put on a new jersey and I put it on plate or whatever, and then maybe like three minutes left in the third period one of the trainer goes and like he's like your jersey's on upside down what (laughs) and like our logo like i couldn't even tell you which way the right way is so like i look down i'm like no it's not and then i guess there's a picture of like me and i think it's like uh quickie and someone else on the bench and you can you can tell then that it's upside down but i wish i could say it was a prank i think it was just a mix-up uh in general but i mean it's pretty funny that it happened on my 100th game yeah, it is. If it was, yeah, like like Martinuk's not going to go in the back and like unstitch my jersey and restitch it upside down or something like that. So it'd be a tough one to pull off. But I mean, it's still still kind of funny. But you're you're isn't the logo like it's like it's not like you're putting the Chicago Blackhawks head upside down. No, exactly. Like this it's is hard to notice. No one noticed until someone on Twitter, I guess, found a, a good picture you could tell. But I mean, I would have never been able to tell. Someone's got to get fired for that. Cause I think it was a mistake. <laughs> I don't think it was a prank. All right. Let's go back to your early years. Let's talk about this. I actually, I was looking at your stats, Portland winter Hawks. You're a great player. We get it. Lots of points. Everybody gets points in juniors. It's nobody plays defense. Who cares? <laughs> what I wanted to know was because the world juniors is going on right now. 13th overall pick. Why didn't you make that team? What happened in camp, Seth? a great question uh, it is i mean that camp that would have been that was like the cold the kind of like mid covid so we came in to red deer got all isolated and stuff like that yeah i mean honestly i didn't i didn't have a great camp i thought i thought i played well enough to make the team but yeah. i think i kind of started they started me off that was when like uh kirby doc came back and those guys and i started off playing with him and i was like oh this is awesome and slowly started moving down and then by the last day i was like the 13th floor or yeah, thirteenth forward on the team, and I was like, "Oh, like, this isn't <laughs> this isn't looking good for me." And so I was, yeah. I mean, I went into the camp with high expectations, and getting cut—that was the first time I've ever been cut from a team. And so for me, that was probably the biggest wake-up call I've had. I came yeah. in there, like you said, like young guys coming there and fold themselves. I think I came in there, my head was a little bit too big. I thought I earned my spot before I I even stepped on the ice. And these are the best players for your age in Canada, so you're not 
<laughs> you're not that you're not much better than anyone else there. Mm-hmm. So it's uh yeah, that was that was a tough one. I remember I, I called my mom when I got cut and I was just uh, it sucked because that's something you dream of playing and I I would love to go back and be able to, to redo that tryout and play for the team. But I mean, it probably for the best, I think if I didn't get cut, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been able to have that kind of adversity like, like that and, and had to deal with, uh, kind of, I guess that, that pain or whatever it was, but yeah, yeah. It's, it sucked. <laughs> yeah, no, it's tough. I, I never even I, listen. I didn't get asked to any international stuff, so it's it's an honor to get asked. And it's not like mm. they went on and won gold or anything. So, so you're yeah. oh, they did win gold. They t- no, not that year. No, yes, they no. did, didn't they? No, Wasn't that with after, Lafreniere and stuff? No, they lost to they lost to the states or something. The states won that year, so they got silver, silver, bronze, something like that. Bronze, yep. Maybe. Oh, well, maybe yep. they made a mistake, Seth. No, I'm not saying anything. And then, yeah, <laughs> your silence speaks volumes. So you go yeah. back to Portland. You're crushing it. You're first in the division. But you mentioned COVID. How tough was that? You get cut from Team Canada. You're already in a bad mood. You put all that energy back into the juniors. You're killing it. You get 98 points. And then everything shuts down. Was that another tough pill? Because it's a, it's a tough year already. Yeah. Well, that, that year was my draft year. So that one sucked. Yeah we were doing so well. We had a really, really good team. We had a bunch of guys that, uh, that are playing pro now. And, and yeah, we had a team that looked like it was going to make a good run. So to lose to, yeah, I think we finished with five games left in the regular season. We shut it down, but it was kind of, it was so abrupt. Like we were going to, I think we were going to Spokane that day. And I, I remember we were sitting in the locker room, like hearing about, Oh, there's like COVID flying around a little bit, whatever. And our coach was like, Oh, like we're going to wait an hour or two. Uh, to get before we get on the bus just to make sure the game's still going or whatever. So I think we sat at the rink for like five hours. Like we were playing like tag around the rink, like running around like, hmm. like idiots. But all of a sudden he comes in, he's like, yeah, they, they canceled the game. We're going to wait a few days. They might cancel the season. And then a few days later, they sent us all home right away. So that, that really sucked just with the team we had. And like, you feel for the 20 year olds that don't get to play again and, and lose that chance at playing on a good team and making a run. So that, that hurt more than anything is watching those guys their last year kind of end like that. That does suck. And then you go right to the NHL. Well, what happens after that? You do COVID, you go to the team Canada. Is there another year in between? Yeah. I go to team Canada, get cut. And then a few, maybe a few weeks after that, go to Carolina for the first ever for the, my first camp. And that was the year they let like the 18 year olds and 19 year olds play in the AHL. So I got, went down to the A, uh, had a good time in the A and then my season started back up. So they sent me back to the WHL and we played like 25 games maybe. And like, that was a tough one. Cause there's not, you're not playing for anything. Like there's no, there's no championship. You're not like, you're just playing to play 25 games. Say we had a season. So kind of grinded through that. And then, yeah, then the next year I was able to to crack Carolina and, and kind of start my NHL career. Yeah, I want to ask about uh, like your your entry to the NHL, because I love asking, especially the younger guys, which are still pretty fresh, like your first camp, what's it like stepping on the ice with these guys? Did you feel intimidated? Do you know that you belonged right away because you had the skill set and the confidence? Like walk us through your mindset and something like that. Yeah, the 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 year, the camp, the year I made it, I started off, they kind of like split us into two groups, like the, the team and then with a few extra guys and then like the AHL guys, the junior guys. So I was in the junior guy group. I was just kind of working my way through that. And I feel like I was having a really good camp. 
And then they made cut first kind of round of cuts, kept going. Second round of cuts kind of kept going. And then by like the second or third last day, they're like, Hey, like we're going to move you into the the big group. I'm like, Oh, sweet. Like this is, this is kind of my chance to, to show that maybe I belong and play with these, play with these guys. And the, it might've been my first or second skate. It was, uh, we're doing like a battle drill and I'm battling with, I don't uh, he, he'll never remember this, but I was battling with, uh, Stalzy, like the captain. So we're battling down low or whatever. And I get the puck and I throw like a reverse hit and I knock him over. And I was like, Oh my God. I mean, this is like the biggest guy on the ice. I'm like this tiny little, I'm like, Oh my God, I just knocked over the captain. Like I'm going to be toast, whatever. <laughs> and something happens. And like, I look over at Roddy cause I was kind of scared. I was like, I can feel someone staring at me. And like, he had like a little grin on his face. I'm like, Oh my God, I think I, I think I did something right. And then, yeah, I mean, just kind of stuck with it. I didn't play for the first nine games. I think I was in the press box watching. So when I finally, I think meter writer might've got hurt. So I got my chance to come in and, uh, yeah, I just were, were like Roddy rewards, uh, hard work. So that's the only thing that was going through my head was just work as hard as you possibly can to stay up here as long as you can. And you stuck the whole season. Yeah. I ended up being able to stay the whole season. And you had an incredible year. You're putting up massive points and you're a young kid getting his first chance. You're 20 years old and you end up getting, what did you get? 40 points in 68 games. And you make this run in the playoffs. At what point do you start to realize like, okay, Hey, I'm like playing second, first line minutes. I'm a massive part of this team. Did you ever, or are you just the whole time? just trying to compliment these guys because you have Aho, Svechnikov, Teravainen, Trocek was there. You got Niederreiter. You got, you got these incredible veteran stall. Like you said, was there a time when you like stepped up your role or you just kind of, I'm a 19 year old rookie, know my place. I think a little bit of both. I think I started off as like, okay, I don't want to step on any toes. I don't want to, I don't want to uh, go out of kind of my role as being a 19 year old rookie and, uh, and not try to do too much. But I think as you, like you said, as a, the year progressed and I started to get more of a solidified role in the lineup and in the top six, I started realizing that I can't just try to be a complimentary player to these guys. I got to be able to kind of take the reins as well and be able to drive with them and, and not just kind of ride their coattails. So like someone like Aho, he's a world-class player. It's like, you can't just kind of, expect him to do everything you got to be able to do your part so if he's chipping a puck in the corner i'm going balls out to go get that puck back and 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 make a play for him so it's i think just complimenting each other well but being able to drive my game and i think by the end of the year into playoffs is when i kind of really came into the player i i wanted to be and someone that could be effective uh even in playoffs well who is that who's seth jarvis what's your ideal player because you're playing with aho like you said the guy is good at everything then you got toivo teravine who i've said for years tim one of the most underrated players, I think, in the game. So what? Yeah. how do you fit in there? Are you the trigger guy? Are you the passer? Are you the guys going in the corner first? Because I don't think Tuevo and uh, Ajo are going to be ripping into the corners anytime soon. What? Where do you fit in? I Yeah. I mean, like you said, I, I have to be the trigger guy. Those guys are both elite passers. So especially Teravine, like you said, he has some of the best vision and just puck skills that I've seen. So I have to be a trigger man with them. Just make sure I, I fire as many pucks as I can on net. And uh, yeah, I mean, I got to be, I, I love the front of the net. I love that kind of, that five feet area. Just if I'm getting cross-checked by someone, a puck might hit me and go in and then I'll be celebrating like I scored a Stanley Cup winner or it might pop out to somebody and, and they'll bang it home. So I just, I try to create chaos for everybody. 
and usually that opens up uh, opens up space for those guys to kind of do their thing. <laughs> well, you mentioned like in the playoffs, it all sort of came together for you, and it's totally true because I'm a Bruins fan. I remember I watched every game of that series; it was tough, and uh, you could watch like just the confidence for for your team just develop. And and it wasn't just like I didn't know who you were before that, and I'm like, who is this kid who keeps scoring on us or he makes these big plays, and all of a sudden it's it's <laughs> four nothing Carolina. It's like holy crap. Um, and then I want to ask about, you know, for a lot of people that don't get to watch all the games, your games on a regular basis, tell us, like, for the people who don't know, how good is Sebastian Aha? How good is Feshnikov? Like, what's it like playing with those guys, 82 games for people that are kind of out of market that don't see them on a regular basis? How bald is Derek Stepan? <laughs> <laughs> I played with yeah. Steps. I can see that. Yeah. Well, Steppy, yeah, he's... <laughs> his head shines pretty well but uh yeah Svechi uh Aho and like now Neches is coming into his own like those uh-huh. those guys they're all so good in their own way like fishy like he like I don't know if it's like he's fast but like he's kind of sneaky fast like you don't expect him to be as fast as he is he's incredibly strong which you would never Who's, expect sorry to cut you off Seth who's fishy Oh, sorry. His name, first name is Sebastian Seabass Fishy. It all kind of dwindled down. <laughs> okay. okay. Hockey. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, he's like incredibly strong and fast. So like the way he kind of possesses the puck and like his little stick skills. And he's probably smarter than most people on the ice, if not everybody. So just playing with him makes the game a lot easier. And then Svechi is like a modern day power forward, I would say like just an absolute mutant. He like, if you ever saw him without a hockey equipment on, you'd be like, this guy looks like he just eats creatine, just the whole bucket of powder. He's just built like a house. <laughs> so the way he can just drive the play and like, he, you've seen his shot. His shot is ridiculous. That's funny. And then same kind of with Neches. He's his game's a lot more speed and like, craftiness he kind of weaves his way through he's got he has a million crossovers he's flying by guys going under the triangle so i yeah i mean if i was an advertiser for the canes i would say you would those are three guys you can't miss on the ice and, and those are must watch hockey for sure and then the hurricanes were probably the busiest team this past uh off season with a lot of roster turnover you got guys like trocek and d'angelo domi who was a trade deadline pickup nita Ryder. All gone. You bring in Burns. You bring in Pacioretty, who I know hasn't hadn't skated yet. Even Stasny, who's you know an underrated leader, I think. How did that turnover affect like the, the locker room? Then how did it affect at all like your perception of where you fit on the in the lineup? Yeah, uh, it was a little bit weird, I think, at first because we went from a fairly young team the year before. Like we we had younger younger guys on the team, and then we pull in, like you said, Burnsy, Patch, and Stas, who are all veterans and been in the league for a long time. So it, it brought a different level of, uh, I don't know if it's maybe like calmness or like, just, I guess just that's, what's like having a bunch of veterans in your locker room is just, everyone's a little more relaxed and like they've all been there before. So there's not a lot of new situations for them. So I think in that way, in our dress room, it's been a lot, it's been a lot better. Just there's a lot more older guys. You can ask questions and, and are willing to teach you. And I think, yeah, with the lineup, I mean, obviously, if you said Patch hasn't been back yet, so that'll be a little bit different when he does. But for me, I just think it's as long as I work hard, I think I'll get rewarded. And hopefully, uh, hopefully I start putting the puck in the net a little bit more and that'll that'll help up the team. Seriously, that would be nice. Yeah, yeah nice. that would be that'd be that'd be great. <laughs> Let's figure that out. All right. You're 20 years old. You're in the NHL. All the young guys left, you mentioned you brought in all these old guys. What do you do? 
you 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 get done with practice. All the other young guys are from different countries. Svechnikov, you got him. You got Kotkinemi. You got who else is young? I don't even know. There's not a lot of young guys on the team. What do you do for fun? Yeah, that's a good question. Oh, well, we play. We play. <laughs> He's gonna start crying. I'm sorry, Seth. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like we go out to dinner together. I guess. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, I don't do too much. I, I, I take naps. That's basically kind of it. I sleep You're- a little bit. Yeah, that's about it. We go out to dinner together a lot, <laughs> hang out. I mean, we all, we all, me and KK live in the same building, but uh, those other guys live in different places. So we don't hang out as much, but I mean, on the, we're on the road all the time. So we hang out 24 seven and see him. Spend a lot of time out. at the rink. Yeah, that's where I, I, you know, I like, I like being around the rink, being around people. I come back to an empty apartment. So it's nice to talk to people for a while. It's nice doing this. I have people to talk to for a little bit and stuff like that. So it's fun being around people. So I try to stay there as long as possible until the trainers get mad at me and say they want to go home. Is is the NHL then what you expected? Because I was just like you, I dreamed of it. You know, you're going to live in your dream, but you made it quicker than I did. Is it, is it all that you expected and more? Yeah, way, way more. It's, it's crazy. I think the thing I really didn't expect is how often you're flying to different cities, traveling and, and just what that does to your body. Like you, I played in the Western league where you travel on the bus for hours on end, but that, and I was like, that's the worst you'll possibly get. Like you play in the NHL, you get to fly everywhere. And that's obviously now a massive privilege and, and and awesome to be a part of. But I think when you're, when you're flying, like you go to Pittsburgh, you go to St. Louis and you come back home then you go back to New York or something like that. And then you go to the West coast and, and it, it wears on you a little bit. And obviously I probably sound, sound a little, uh, a little weak for saying I fly on private jets across the country, but I mean, it, it it's tough, especially if I'm not a very good sleeper. So whenever you change time zones, it always kind of messes with me. So, but I wouldn't do, I wouldn't trade this life for anything in the world. Yeah. And people, and I don't think you're being soft at all because people don't get like you played last night in New York, you jump on a plane right after the game and you fly home. You probably get home at midnight. You get home, you sleep for four or five, six hours because you're still wired after a plane ride. Then you got to get up and go to practice. Like you said, because you probably play tomorrow. So there's a a lot of stuff going on and you're a 20 year old. So you can't just take a day off. You can't say, Rod, I need one. (laughs) <laughs> you gotta be on the ice like yeah. you, you don't have that sway yet whether yeah you're a Paul Staz and you can get a be, a little break but what what I want to know is you're you're 20 you live in the same building you got you got girlfriends anything in that regard where you're getting an outlet because it can't just be all hockey 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 Seth you got to have some other it, it worries me a little bit I'm gonna be honest. yeah I mean I got I, I got a ton of buddies and, and stuff like that I got a great support system yeah that, helps me take my mind off it. But I think for me, it's like, I just, I, I try not to watch a lot of hockey. I'll watch mm-hmm. like, if they're just like, like I said, like point, like I'll watch point stuff like that. But for like my TV, I don't have cable. So I just watch Netflix. So stuff like that, that kind of takes my mind off of it. And then, I mean, I can, I can text, like I'll go over to Burns' house for dinner and stuff like that and be around a family and stuff like that. So that, that's nice for me is just having that family setting. Cause I see my family, Aside from the summer, I see them once or twice a year. Yeah. So that's a, that's a that's a big change for me is not being around those guys. But 
having people like Bernsey and, and Stepper and Stas who will invite you over to dinner to just spend time around a family is, is really fun and, and really nice of them to do for me. Is Jagger still just a, a crazy man that's Bernsey's kid? Because when I when I knew him, he was just an animal, like out of control. Yeah, Jags is. I absolutely love Jags. He <laughs> he flies around. And he hurt his ankle, and he's like, and like you know how like Burns he is. Like he's trying to get rush him back in. Like he's he's skating. <laughs> it's been like a couple weeks. He's skating on like a bum ankle, and he's running around. But uh, yeah, he. I might have met him. He was one of the, one of the first kids I met this year, and autom- automatically like he's maybe twelve, so he's not that much younger than me. So I feel kind of like a big brother to him. And so I try to mess with him as much as I can and stuff like that. But he's, he's still, he still buzzes around like crazy. Well, the scary thing is, is you're closer in age to him than you are to Bernsey. Yeah. 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 It's, it's wild. You're 20 years old. That's so insane. Do you have brothers, sisters? Yeah. I have an older brother. He's 27. Does he ever like get pissed? It's like, gosh, Seth, come on, man. <laughs> like really NHL 20. Then give me a break. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think the NHL was honestly like that was his his like dream. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, most kids in Canada. So he even told me like when I played my first game or whatever, he's like, it was bittersweet because like I, I love seeing you out there. I know this is your dream, but like this was my dream too. I wanted to be out there. <laughs> <laughs> and so he'll he'll always chirp me and stuff like that. He's like, ah, I would like if I turn a puck, I'm like, ah, I would have made that player. I would have told you that guy. <laughs> I would have done that. It's yeah. so funny. I have a younger brother and I still think he resents me because I <laughs> just there's something about a Canadian and brother. I have an older brother too, but I think he was cool with it. But my younger brother, not a big yeah. fan. Tim, you got anything? No. Uh, yeah, one more question before we wrap up. Uh, you mentioned Pacioretty, and and I know he hasn't skated yet. What's his like? Is he still hanging around the team? What's his re- relationship like with the group? Is he still bringing that leadership and experience? Like, what walk us through that? Yeah, I well, he doesn't travel with us, but when we're home, he's there all the time. We see him every day. He's he practiced with us today, which was nice. And so, just seeing him out there, I think for everybody is like, okay, this is kind of more of our team. Like, everyone's kind of settling into into what it would look like. But yeah, he, he just when he walks in the room, you can tell he's like brings that kind of presence. He he takes care of his body like like few others. So that's another guy that you just kind of just watch for a couple of days and and pick parts of his lifestyle and his his routine away. What was wrong with him? His Achilles? Yeah, I think it was his Achilles. <sighs> Imagine that tearing your yeah. Achilles. It makes me shake just thinking about it. I don't even know where your Achilles is, but I would stop it, care. Seth. You know where it is. It's on the back of your elbow, right, Tim? Somewhere? No, <laughs> it's in your foot. You guys, stop. All right, I don't want to be done yet because there's a couple other guys I want to touch on who are injured. Freddie Anderson. What's the update on Freddie? When is he coming back? I that's that's probably the one I I'm not sure. It's it's tough for a goalie. I mean, yeah. like I don't. It's different as a player. Like you can kind of relate to them a little bit more but like i don't understand how a goalie moves and like he's so big and and moves so well and so flexible that you don't want him coming back and right away hurting it again so i mean like for for him i think it's when he gets comfortable with it which i mean you can take as long as i can we have rants and and kacheka they're playing lights out right now so he i think he feels a little more comfortable that he can kind of take his time and and doesn't have to rush back and what about um perennial norris candidate jake gardner is he, has he been around or what's Jake Steele? I, yeah, he, he hasn't been around. I haven't no. seen okay. him yet this year. He's saving it for the playoffs. I get it. Exactly. I yep. get it. He's smart. He's a smart guy. I get it. All right. Yeah. I have a question. I'm a fighter. I don't know if you've seen any of my fights. That's what I, <laughs> that's what I did. 
I, I like to get into the fisticuffs. You got a couple tough defensemen. If there's a scrum in front of the net and it's only forwards around, there's you're not getting rescued by Burnsy or Jakob Slavin. Is that like Brady <laughs> Shea's not coming in? Who is fighting A on your line, Jarvis Ahu Teravainen, and who is fighting on the forward group as a whole? Because outside of Jordan Stahl, I don't know if anybody's six foot. You guys got a small team. Yeah. Who's uh, fighting? On my line, it's gonna be me. Oh, yeah. I just love it. I I'm not gonna win, but I'll it's like I'll come back to the bench and be like, see, like I put my head in there for the fellas, whatever. That's right. I won't win, but I'll I'll try my best. I'll put my mm-hmm. heart out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, forward group. I mean, Svechi's stronger than probably anyone on the ice. So, like, I like his chances, but he fought Ovechkin. Everyone kind of saw how that went. So, not great. I don't know. So, hopefully, hopefully he's he'll rebound. Um, but he'll get in there for sure. <sighs> yeah, that's what I mean. It, it, it gets be, pretty that thin. Be, uh, yeah, that might pretty be quick. maybe. Maybe Martinuk, he I could see him getting in there, but I mean there's not there's not a ton of guys. guys. All right, yeah. that that takes me to the next question. Playoffs. What are playoffs known for? Hard nose, battles, scrums. Do you think that's a weakness for you guys? Go because you're gonna make the playoffs. You're a Stanley Cup contenders. Is that something you guys are aware of, or are you just gonna fly through it? Uh I mean, yeah, like like you said, like we went through it last year, I think for a lot of young guys. Like, especially for me, I got my first kind of taste of it. Yeah, I think we have a team that is hard nosed and, and kind of gets in those battles. I think obviously we don't have a ton of fighters. We don't have, we don't have guys that are going to, are going to drop them with anybody. But I think in terms of battles and stuff like that, I would take our team up with, with a lot of people just because we have guys like Jesper Fast who competes and works harder than anyone I've ever seen. Martin, uh, like Aho, all those like top guys that'll lead us into the battle. I think he, like, as long as we don't have to fight, I think we're. we're <laughs> I was just going to say, so you're saying you're going to beat up every team. Is that what you're saying? Because I, I don't no, know. No, I, I don't not, know not so. going that far. <laughs> <laughs> if that's the way the game is now. I, so I think that's yeah. a smart answer. Rod the Bod's got you guys clicking. All right, a couple more for me. This is a good interview. I enjoy this. You're not just like, like a boring simp. Um, okay. You're in the second year of your deal, right? You're making 800 change. Okay, man. Tax to escrow. You're not rich yet. You're watching all these young kids sign these big deals. Massive deals, Seth. Like I'm talking seven, eight, nine schmill. You thinking about that yet? You talking to the GM a little bit? Having some conversations? (laughs) Are they trying to get you early? Because that's what they do now. They say, okay, we're going to sign you for a 10-year deal. What's going on? Yeah, I mean... I wish I could tell you. I I you told can. my agent if uh, if any of that comes up, I don't want to hear about it. I don't like mm. that stuff. I'm bad with numbers, so I just more zeros the better. Yep, <laughs> that's all I know. So I mean, as long as as I'm helping the team, I, like I want to be the best player I can be for the team. And so selfishly, I would like to to be the best player on the ice at all times. But contract wise, I mean, I don't even know where I was. I don't know how they do that. I don't know how they calculate how much someone should make stuff like that so no no i was born on a day not yesterday you know how it works no don't know how it works you're a hockey nerd you already admitted it how does money money work i don't know what to do with my (laughs) what's going on (laughs) yeah i just i just want to i want to win games so whatever that means like 
yeah, like you, it's, it's tough to win when a lot of guys are taking a lot of money. So I want to build a good team, build a team that everyone, I like, I like my friends. I want a hometown discount. That's what he's saying, Tim. No, no, I didn't say that. I just said, I like my <laughs> friends. I, I like, I like everyone to get paid. So, I mean, whatever happens, happens, but I want to win Stanley Cups. I want to win games. So that's, that's always going to be what's first on my priority. You don't want to be a McDavid and Dreinsidel eating up all the cap space. Is that what you're saying? I didn't say that, but I want <laughs> other people on my team to get paid too. So <laughs> let's not get them in too much trouble, Tim. Oh. <laughs> I, I get it. I played on teams that guys eat up cap space and then you get in trouble and you got to sign douches like me to fill the <laughs> roster. So it worked out in my favor where they're like, you'll take league man. I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> sign me up. Chicago, two years. Okay. Let's go to the cup. <laughs> but all right, Tim, Tim likes to do a rapid fire questions. He likes to get quick answers, Seth. All right. So don't think about it. Never Just, do. No, you, you see, that's the thing. He's so humble, Tim, but he's very calculated. And I can see that. He's just a smart cat. Are you are you from Winnipeg? I am from Winnipeg. What do you think of the Jets this year? Doing pretty well. Uh, I'm always going to be a Jet fan at heart. Yeah. So I follow along with them. They they are doing well. They're they're a good team, but uh, not as good as the Kings. Would you like to see them in the Stanley Cup Finals? Would that be bittersweet for you? I don't know. I don't know what I would. I, that would my family would be just at a complete. Disarray. Yeah. Everyone, everyone would just be. I don't know what would happen. My friends would probably never text me again for a bit. But they would get jerseys be, half down the middle. No, it'd be straight Jets. It, it would be Jets. <laughs> they would go Jets. But uh, yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. I never, I never really thought about. Yeah, that'd be fun. But my family, I would have to cut ties with. I think a few people. Who's the most famous Winnipeg hockey player? Taser. Yeah, it's right now. It's got to be Taser, right? Like there's been like Terry Sawchuk. There's yeah. been like uh Was Howard Chuck from Winnipeg? I don't think so. I think he just played here. I think he did too. Yeah, probably probably Taze. Okay. Does he ever pull you aside? You're both Winnipeg boys, or is it too big of an age gap? I don't think he knows who I am. He so, knows no. who you are. No, I don't think he I don't think he probably doesn't know I'm from Winnipeg or anything like that. He's so. a big world juniors guy, so he oh never mind. Oh, <laughs> yeah, if he would have played on that team, he would have known. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He probably doesn't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tim, rapid fire. Okay. Rip them out here. Favorite subject in school? Jim. Oh, God. <laughs> I love it. Uh, celebrity crush? Jim. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Uh, right now, maybe Jenna Ortega. Who's that? Uh, you know, Tim, you know who she is? I know she's in that new show Wednesday. I haven't seen yeah. it, but she's yeah. like the, the hot new thing right now. Yeah. It sounded like a wrestler. Yeah, I'm a follower, so I just I'm the most popular thing. I don't know who that is. That's sad. So follow up, what what shows have you binged recently? I'm starting Arrested Development right now. That's a good one. Yeah. Good, good man. Good man. Who's the hardest defenseman to play against? Hmm. Uh, probably McAvoy, Charlie McAvoy. Why would he be so hard? Just positionally? He's, he's so he's, good, John. Yeah. Like he just, he's smart. He can skate. He's physical. Like he's got all those things that like makes it tough to play against him. So, I mean, he's, he's a really good defender. No kidding. Charlie. 
Okay, fill in the blank. Slavin is a top blank defenseman in the league. Two. Behind Makar? Are we going defensive defenseman or overall? Overall. Defensive defenseman, number one. Overall, I'll give him... I'll go top three. Top three. Who's the other? Who's the rest of the three? Makar and... Probably Headman or Headman. I'll go Headman and then Slavo. Here's a question. I took a lot of heat on this for Twitter. Give me five players that you would take into battle in the playoffs. Two defensemen, three forwards. The ultimate line right now playing in the NHL. Go. Ultimate. Oh, okay. Um, Playoffs. 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 I got to keep that in mind. I'll go. Ooh, I'll go. Mm-hmm. Brad Marchand. Nice. I like it. I gotta go. Crosby. Like it. And then. Oh, I gotta give him another winger. Oh, I don't. That's this is a. Come on, is a tough one. Give it to me right now. Come uh, on, Marshawn Crosby. I'll go. I'll go to the D man. I'll go Slavo. Okay. And Makar. Okay. Love it. And then the last forward. I'll go my boy Svechi. I love, I love it. Oh, I love it. Okay. That's fantastic. I think that's a winning combination right there. Who were you thinking of the last player? Like a Matthews maybe or a yeah. Kucherov? A Kucherov, yeah. a Bergeron, yeah. a McDavid well, I got, maybe? I got Crosby down the middle already, so I don't know about Bergeron, but like I, I usually – yeah, like like any of those guys, but I, I, I love like the, the power grit. Like I, I, I love like like Marshawn will get in the corner, go muck a it up. Two way player, right? Yeah. Like Crosby's Crosby, he'll do whatever. And work then, his tail off on both ends of the ice. Love yeah. it. And then I, I got Svechy. He's he's a mutant and fires the puck. Like there's <sighs> there's not much more you need. I think that's a fan Tim, don't you think that's a great lineup? That's a winning line. Oh, uh, and this was a winning Nothing controversial about I it. I tell you what. It, 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 I didn't know what to expect. I saw a picture be online. I'm like, I don't know about this guy. I don't know how he's going to be. Exceeded all my expectations. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Dude, you're unbelievable. You killed it. You got to come back on the show. Can you please? I mean, anytime you need me, I'm not doing anything. Well, don't, don't give me that open door because you'll be here all the time. <laughs> don't talk about anything. So listen, <laughs> go get a nap. Yeah. Go out for dinner. And then go to the rink and good luck tomorrow. Get back on the winning ways and let's be in touch. Maybe we can touch base before the playoffs. Cause you guys, I tell you what, Seth, keep rolling, yeah. my friend. It's a, it's thank a good thing. Much. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for coming on. Tim, Crazy. anything else? No, thanks for coming on. This is great. Good luck. Awesome. Thank you guys for having me. This is right. sweet. Love it, man. Thanks for listening, everybody. Awesome. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Dropping the Gloves with John Scott, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode. 